It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous. We're going to talk love. I'm going to answer your questions. But before, I just want to tell you a quick story with a piece of advice. I have two friends of mine, they're in Chicago, they're young, they're 21, and they're madly in love. And actually, you can listen to their love story right now on my podcast at therendezvousshow.com. Yesterday, we had lunch, and then they were arguing about his ex, her ex. And I watched this, and I said to them, I said, but why are we talking about exes? This is the past. Who cares what happened back then? And so they laugh, and they say, maybe we shouldn't. I said, yes, once you start a new relationship, don't talk about your ex. It's not relevant. It's not interesting. And it can only make the other person a little bit jealous. So don't talk about your ex once you start a new wonderful relationship. You have a question for me? Call me, 855-905-8255. I'm here. If you have a question for me about your relationship, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Anna. What's going on? Bonjour, Samuel. So the issue is I've been dating this guy for a little under a year, and um, maybe the last three or four months, He's been very distant. Like we don't really speak as often. Um, we don't see each other as often. He's um, an athlete. He's a boxer, so he's been, you know, getting all scheduled for a lot of fights, and he's building up his career. So I'm understanding that, but I'm like I'm feeling like left out. So I don't know if I should just pull back and wait for him, or just you know, remove myself from the relationship. Okay. So, uh, what are the signs when you say he's pulling back? Or tell me a few examples of that pulling back of his. Uh, lack of communication, um, not responding to text messages as quickly as he used to. Or he'd make plans, and it's like a fifty-fifty would happen. So it's just like a total one eighty of you know where it was six right. months ago. I see. Uh, that say, why would you want to stay with him? Uh, because I appreciate I, how we got started was great, and you know he legitimately might be going through a situation like he's not very communicative, communicative. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that he might be going through a situation, and I don't want to leave him because he can't communicate. But I also need him to communicate. And you've you've talked about that with him, right? Yeah, several times. And he's not changing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to change. So the question is, why would you want to stay with somebody who's not going to make you happy? That's true. I mean, it's 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 always, I've, and I've used that technique on myself. It's just, you know, we can only blame the person for so much, but then we realize we have the choice. We can be unhappy and stay with the person, hope for change that will never happen, or we say au revoir, bye-bye, hasta la vista, and we find somebody who will make us happy. That makes sense? That makes sense. Okay. Sorry for the bad news, but yeah, you know, it's going to help you on the long run. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Anna. Good luck to you and have a good night. Thanks, you too. Have you ever been like Hannah, stuck in a relationship that made you unhappy, but stayed and stayed and stayed and didn't know why? We're going to talk about the why next. Have you ever been in a relationship or even a marriage, a partnership, where you felt stuck? You felt unhappy, but you stayed and stayed and said, and you didn't know why. Why did I decide to not move on? Here's the the trap usually that happens. Comfort, right? So we comfort in unhappiness. 
It's like um, we know it. We know how to deal with it. We know how to hide it from the rest of the world. We know how to manage it. It's still a pain, but we, we know this pain. We're comfortable into our own pain, and that is the trap. That's why by fear of the unknown and fear of the truth, we stay for sometimes years. I know that because I've made that mistake more than once. So I'm going to share with you one story where I should have never stayed that long. But guess what? I did. Stories next. I'm Sabrina Marcel, and it's time to confess. I stayed in two or three relationships way longer than I should have. And I was rejected. I was cheated on. If you know why I stayed, guess why? Ooh la la. I thought the chemistry was fantastic. And often us men make that mistake that we ignore red signals, red lights, because the chemistry is great. But that's not enough to make you happy. So I lied to myself over and over, lied to my friends, even lied to my therapist about it. And a couple of times said in those, those long relationships, which made me miserable, except when we were romantic. So keep that in mind, because I don't want you to do like me. I would like you to do much better than me. If you're unhappy, call me, and we're going to find a solution to get you out of this misery. And if you have questions about your relationship, call me now, 855-905-8255. If you have a doubt about your relationship, don't wait any longer. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Kathleen. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to The Rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? So I'm hoping maybe you can give me some advice. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been single for quite some time now, and all my friends around me are getting married and having kids and getting pressure from my family. And I just, I don't know what to do anymore. You, I figured I'd give you a call. That's a good thing. You don't know what to do anymore. You mean like get a, a time out and stop being under pressure or you feel you should make any effort you can to find another mate? Um, well, a little bit of both because it's not like I haven't tried. I haven't gone out with, on some dates, you know, but it's just I'm not finding what I'm looking for. Interesting. What are you looking for? To be honest, I would love to find a male version of me. A male version of you? What does that mean? Well, somebody that loves to be outdoors, um, that's spiritual, that's, you know, like health conscious and, you know, likes to have fun, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> that doesn't seem too complicated, though, outdoorsy, like to have fun. What, what do you find so difficult in your search or in your, in your quest? Because I know a lot of guys who like to be outdoorsy, have fun. And, and have a great time. So what, what's the element that's missing in the man you've been seeing? I think it's because I don't drink. Ah. So it's tough, you know, because, you know, most people, when they go out, they're like, oh, let's go grab a drink. But yeah. I don't drink. Okay, I, I don't drink either. And I find that, that that's funny you say that. Cause, and I don't drink because I have this addiction. I just don't drink because uh, my grandmother was an addict. And so um, she told me never drink. I never have been drinking are you are you at AA? Is that what you do? Do you are you in a program? No, 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 no. I no. just I've I've made the choice that I don't I really don't like it. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, listen, that as you relate, it's a bit difficult for us who are non-drinkers because I would say what eighty or ninety percent of the people feel more comfortable after a first drink because they're very anxious. Here's my advice though, because I've been dealing with the same situation since I've never been drunk in my life, is to accept people as they are. 
if it's in reason, so one glass, two glass, that's normal. Anything after that, you may find yourself, oh, that's too much for me, and you move on. But I would not just look for non-drinkers uh, unless you have an addiction, then it's a different story. But if it's like me, just don't rather not drink, then, you know, let the people uh, be themselves and say one or two glasses of wine at dinner. All right. Okay, good. You know, keep the faith and la joie de vivre. That's what I would like you to do. <laughs> Thank you. I will. All right, Kathleen. Thank you so much for your call and good luck to you on your search. Thank you very much. How important is it to you to date somebody with the same lifestyle than you? Let's talk about that next. How important is it for you when you meet somebody that you're interested in that they have the same lifestyle? I mean, because basically, I just talked to Kathleen, and it was interesting because she said, I'm having trouble to find a partner because I don't drink. And I relate because, in all honesty, I don't drink either. So I'm asking you this question, how much the lifestyle matters? I think it matters a lot. The people who like to go outside, like to be outdoors, they should go together. People who like to go to like a lot of play and theater should go together because a relationship is not just the romance and the ooh-la-la or just having dinner. It's everything else. And if you have not in common everything else, it's going to become very, very difficult. I'm going to give you a personal example next, something I think you will enjoy of how me and an ex-girlfriend really adapted to each other on lifestyle. Because adaptation, it's a beautiful word for relationships. Have you ever adapted to a new partner's lifestyle? I'll give you an example for me. I dated this wonderful woman, and she loved the beach. I love the mountains, mostly. I love Wyoming, Montana, the Big West. I like that more than the ocean, it's true. I like the ocean, but not so much. She doesn't like too much the mountains and all this. So we adapted to each other. So for instance, in the summer, we decided to do half and half. We went to California, actually in Zuma Beach, California, by Los Angeles. It was wonderful. We both tried to surf, by the way. That was something else. And then we went to Santa Fe, New Mexico, which I thought was very poetic and enchanting. And even though she doesn't like the heights and we went to Wyoming, she did. And so adaptation, we got to adapt to each other. It's really, I'll never say it enough. Compromise and adaptation are two key words for healthy relationships. You call that next, 855-905-8255. You have a question for me? Call the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Clarissa, what's going on? Bonjour, Simon. Um, so I have a dilemma. I am in love with my roommate, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but he has a girlfriend, and also we live together, which is weird, and I don't know what to do. So let me get this right. You live with your roommate. You yes. are now in love with him. Yes. He has a girlfriend. Yes. Is he in love with his girlfriend? I'm not sure. They seem to be pretty serious. They've been together for almost a year. Okay, but have you in any form or way approached your roommate about your feelings? No. Okay. Do you think he may have an attraction, a feeling, an interest in you? Um, I've sensed something uh, in the past, definitely. We've had flirty moments, and then we had a, a moment one time where we, uh, we almost kissed, um, but then we were like, oh... <laughs> that's weird. No. But in that moment, I was like, yes, this is everything I want, but it never happened. I see. Um, but if you almost kissed, well then, 
there is an opening because if you're really in love with somebody else, you don't want to kiss anyone else, right? So if I'm in love with my girlfriend, even if you're my roommate, uh, I'm not going to even get close to you in that term physically. So, so okay, so I see you in your intuition. You picked up that the fact that it desires you. I see there's desire. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so there's two choices, really. You can be completely honest and continue to flirt and play your own card. After all, you know, they're not married, and you can say, listen, maybe this is my future husband, and he's attracted to me, and he'd rather be with me than with her, and her should rather be with somebody else who's not going to flirt with somebody else. So that's option one. You, you continue, mm-hmm. you get to know him, and then if it happens, well, c'est la vie. And uh, it means you guys were meant to be. Or you decide to do nothing and uh, you finish your lease. And once the lease is over, you move out and then you can reach out to him again without having the awkward moment of his reaction. What do you prefer? Um, hmm, maybe I'll wait until after the lease so then nothing's weird. Because maybe at that point he won't be with his girlfriend anymore. Okay. That's that. Is that what your intuition is telling you? Yeah, I think so. Okay, perfect. I, I like. I gave you the choice. I think you picked the right decision. So I'm happy with that, Clarissa. Thank you so much, and good luck Thank to you. you. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Thank you. Have you ever been to my website lately at therendezvousshow.com? Because we got some great content, great polls. And by the way, because I just got an email from the website, if you have a question for me, can't call, send it to me by email, therendezvousshow.com, and that's next. Have you ever had a question for me but couldn't call me? And then didn't know what to do. Just email it to me at therendezvousshow.com. Uh, Trisha, what is going on with Isaac? All right, so Isaac says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Isaac. I found texts in my wife's phone that she sent to her friend where she's talking about wanting to cheat on me with another guy. Mm. One of the texts said that she almost can't help herself because he's so hot and that every day it gets harder to resist. I'm devastated about it, and I don't know how to approach her about this, or if I should tell her at all since I went through her phone without her knowing. What do I do? Isaac, that's a difficult situation. You found in your wife's phone texting when she says she wants to cheat on you with another guy. I'm going to give you my advice next. Stay with me. What would you do if you found on your partner's phone text saying that your partner is really thinking about cheating on you because they have somebody at work that they think is so hot, I'm quoting that email, that every day it gets harder to resist. Isaac, you found this toxic information. You need to address it. You probably snooped, but that's not the problem right now. I would like you to save your marriage and to make sure she knows you know And she needs somebody to say stop. And that somebody is you. So hopefully by confronting her calmly and no yelling or, of course, abusing. No, just what is going on, my love? I'm very worried. This is what I found. Listen to explanation. And hopefully you guys can go see a couple of therapists and then she can express what's going on. But you have to help her not to cheat. And you have to address this. No unspoken will help your marriage. Okay, good luck to you. I'm with you, and if you need me, call me anytime at 855-905-8255. You call the next. I think you would agree we need more romance in the universe. So if you have a romantic story or love story, call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Claudia. Bonjour, Simon. 
Bonjour, bonjour. You have a romantic story, I believe, to share with me tonight. I do. Um, my now husband um, is very romantic. It, this is like when we were just engaged. And uh, he and I were kind mm-hmm. of spicy characters, my husband and I. And okay. uh, we argue with the best of them. And uh, we were getting married out of, uh, out of state. And, and we were, as all weddings are stressful. I mean, we were dickering and fighting, and and I I had flown out to be with my family to start the preparations, and I left him home, and and you know we would talk on the phone, and it just wasn't feeling right. Mm-hmm. And we had um, heard a story about this older couple of how they uh, were together, and. Uh, he would leave her these notes at the, and sign Schmiley at the end, S-H-M-I-L-Y. And, right. and no one knew what that meant. And this older couple finally said, you know, I would leave your mother note sign Schmiley, see how much I love you. And he would leave those all over the house. Uh-huh. And we had heard that story and we shared that. Uh-huh. So after we had had these fights and whatever and I um, went to the door at my mother's house, and there was this giant bouquet of uh, roses and uh, spring flowers, which I love. And the note was signed, I can't wait to marry you, smiling. And it just, it was the sweetest thing, and I could not wait to marry him because he knew how much that story, we loved and shared that story, and it was something that was really, really great. Listen, I love it, Smiley. It's so sweet. I, I love it. Claudia, thank you so much for sharing. Congrats. And we, we need more of that, all of us, all the time. So thank you so yeah. much. Good night. Good night. Key question for you if you're in a long-term relationship or marriage. Are you still making out? Your answer will be coming up next. So stay with me. I got one last question for you, and this is a key question. If you're in a long-term relationship, exclusive, if you're even married, of course, Here's the question. Do you and your partner still make out? Because with time, God knows I'm guilty of this, the making out slows down, fades away. So I had actually this, this very question on my Instagram, on social media, at Rendezvous Radio. Check it out. I wanted to know what you thought. So I went and see the result of this poll just now. And 42% said, yes, I still make out with my partner. But a big 58% of you said, not really. And here's my advice, and that includes myself, of course, that I should do better. If we stop making out, we stop the engine of romance. Keep that in mind. Making out is an expression of each other's tenderness, desire, and romance. Keep making out. It's a healthy part to finish the night, too. Thank you so much for listening, and bonne nuit. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.